This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. I'm Holly Snape and I'm from Community Waikato. And I have with me Jeremy from Creative Waikato. It's easy to get those a little bit mixed yeah, yeah. up sometimes, eh? Yeah, similar, similar but different. Yeah, so we often refer to ourselves as CW, but I realise you're CW yes. as well. Yeah, we do the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so great to have you here today. And today we're going to be talking about the arts. Perfect. That's a subject very near and dear to my heart. <laughs> yeah, I felt you'd know a little bit about it. So, so we're going to talk a bit today about uh, what the last year to two years has been like because the arts have probably taken a bigger hit than many um, sectors across New Zealand. You know, and we often talk about hospitality and we, we talk about the tourism industry, but actually we don't hear in the same kind of way through the news media the impact on the arts. So mm-hmm. wanted to have that con- conversation today and then talk about what's happening now as we move in, we've moved into a level two, we're moving towards a traffic light system. So I want to talk about what that means for the arts and then we'll finish off with talking about what 2022 looks like. Yeah, sounds good. Fabulous. So let's start then with, uh, you know, from 2020 when, when all of this first happened, you know, what have you seen happen to the arts sector? It's it's been a really mixed bag. I mean, in in some instances, the the kind of uh, ability to be at home and work from home works for some art forms. If you're a a painter and you're lucky enough to have a studio at home and you're in that, or a ceramicist or something where you just work on things yourself, there's some time and space mm-hmm. and, and and ability to do that. Um, but for anyone who has work that relies on the connection of people it's been really really difficult because whether that's in teaching classes or in performing or singing in a choir or playing in a band or any of those things the the risks have been higher and mm. the limitations have been stronger and then also the time that it takes to come back into it is also longer so if we think about a theater production sure when, if you're not involved in it, it seems like this thing hap- occurs and you go to it one night and you watch the show and it's yeah. very lovely and entertaining and you go home. What isn't clear is the three months that they've spent rehearsing multiple times mm. a week to get to that point. And so then if your rehearsal period is interrupted, the doors open up again, you start rehearsing again. Yes. So it's another it's month, re- two, yeah. three months <laughs> before you're ready to... To, to make it so that it's available to people again and so that has uh, the long the tail is quite a bit mm. longer but also the um there's there's the other kind of added things where everyone who's had stuff postponed wants to do it they're, they're passionate about doing it they want to share these stories and to share their their creativity and everyone is looking for space at the same time because yeah. we've just opened up <laughs> and so you go from having this kind of kind of balanced journey throughout the year to yeah. a year's worth of activity happening in three months and then everyone becomes exhausted <laughs> or, or stressed or, or there's kind of different things that are going on so um it's a really kind of interesting mm. time for the arts and 
I'm just curious, like, you know, you're talking about um, doors open so you can start rehearsing again. Do you know if anyone was doing rehearsals over Zoom? Was anyone trying to... Because I know you can't do space and stuff, you know, how you walk around an area, which is important as well in Mm theatre. But learning the lines and interacting with each other, has that been happening? Yeah, yeah. There's a a number of groups who who rehearse over over Zoom or they've just had... um, fulfilled that kind of social connection that being in those activities um like whether you're in an orchestra or a choir a lot of them would have a kind of regular like their regular yeah. choir rehearsal time would be on zoom and singing on zoom is, is, oh. is very 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 difficult after trying to do a, a wire with a team realizing oh the awkwardness of it yeah. just don't do it eh? no just no don't. You're far better to have one person sing and everyone else be on mute yes. and you sing along at home, Yeah, but you don't get that collective sound. Yes. Uh, and and yeah, the collective w- lag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with an orchestra or a band, yeah. it's, also, it's also very, very difficult. But but there are there are kind of things that people have been yeah. doing and, and people have found ways of creating musical experiences mm. through Zoom. So I know for myself, um, using too many bits of software routing into one another yeah. and creating really kind of slow, ambient, gentle music, you can kind of create work together over Zoom yeah. um, that that functions because you're not trying to play particularly rhythmically or particularly kind of in time with one yeah. another in the same way. So it's much more textual. So those kind of things can happen. So yeah. it, it encourages and you to think creatively. You also, um, speaking of thinking creatively, put on a really interesting show the other night um, over Facebook yes. Live. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it has been a really interesting time because the arts are often first responders that that we want to share we want to bring people together Mm. we want to connect people it's been an opportunity for a lot of artists to look into their back catalogue to look into the Mm. the archives of of things that they had filmed or recorded or or whatever and and finding ways to share that so um i was sort of looking through my archive and, and found a project um from five years ago from 2017 um, which was a work that took archive footage from the British Film Council from mm. the 30s and 40s and then kind of recontextualised that against a contemporary piano work. And so we'd filmed it because um, we did the... It was It's really kind of designed for live performance. It yeah. works so much better being in the space, but wanted to have a record of that. And then that I, we'd never shown it. And so I was like, oh, maybe I can show this. And, yeah. and we just streamed it on Facebook and it was a... A nice way to kind of revisit that work, yeah, um, and to to share that, and it's quirky and it unusual. Was. Yeah, we really enjoyed it, you know, um, and, and it was interesting because we just had it on in the background, and then we're watching from time to time too, and then just listening. But you know, some of the images that came up prompted some really interesting conversations. You know, it was yeah. it was really cool. Yeah, it's a it's a really fascinating collection that the the that British Council Film Archive, and it's yeah. very kind of slice of lifey and mm. some sort of. Um, documentary studies of um industrial processes and kind of science and and natural kind of phenomenon and to take that and and recut it and then there are a couple of like um filmed shakespeare performances and there's actually a len lai film in that collection as well oh okay so there's there's a couple little snippets of some len lai Mm. in there which was a nice little kind of connection to to aotearoa (laughs) very cool so i mean i thought that was wonderfully creative but i'm wondering about you know particular organizations and individuals who usually make their living out of the arts has that has that would a did they 
were they able to access things like the wage subsidy? And, and B, you know, how impacted do you think those groups have been? Um, substantially impacted. And some of them have been able to uh, um, access the wage subsidy and some not or some indifferent kind of support. Certainly um, the, the – yeah, it's, it's very, very, very different. And, I mean, I have a, a, a colleague of mine who – lived and performed as an artist full-time that was his his work and in the first lockdown he lost about eighty thousand dollars worth of work wow that's significant (laughs) and so the wage wage subsidy does something yeah but it doesn't it doesn't get you eighty (laughs) thousand dollars of of anything yeah yeah and so um that and there's there's many stories of of that kind Mm. of thing happening where people who had been had really thriving careers and working and working in really complex ways because a lot of them are working in a, a sort of gig mm. thing where this week is doing this project and this week's doing this project and then you might have this tour for a month and you have this thing and sometimes there's really busy periods of mm. work that offset the really quiet periods of work and if you lose the busy period that yeah. has a really detrimental effect to what's going on and so we've seen um, less so in the Waikato, but but there's a national trend towards people leaving the industry, mm. um, just because of the uncertainty, yeah. and and ultimately looking to come back into it as things kind of open yeah. up and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's and it's required people to think more resiliently about the different ways that they work and and, mm. and thrive and how they can offer things online, whether that's products or prints or services or, or lessons. I mean, there's yeah. a bit of thriving kind of one-to-one Zoom lesson. Guitar like lesson type yeah, yeah, thing. Totally. Or, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, we're kind of lucky it's happened at a time in our history where we have access to some of these things, Yeah, you know. Um, although I must admit that Zoom lag with the singing thing reminds me a little bit of remember telephones in the eighties, yeah. and you'd you'd ring someone in in London, and you'd have like this three second lag after you'd said something yep. for them to respond, and so it got awkward at times. That's what the Zoom thing reminds yeah. me of with the singing. Yeah, and I mean it's funny because I mean we we get so used to what this technology is and and usually like when you're having a conversation and things it it seems quite fine yeah because it's not really that noticeable um and it's quite remarkable but you're you're at the mercy of the speed of light ultimately yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's it's never going to be real real time because it's taking information converting it sending it along a wire yeah popping it up and doing that constantly and that's it's quite amazing yeah, when, you, when, you, right. when you think about that. Um, but, yeah, it, d- it does make for yeah. like some of those kind of um, interactions are slightly more frustrating. Absolutely. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about um, go- moving into Level 2 and what the traffic light system might mean for these organisations opening Sounds up. Good. Um, and because we are talking about the arts, we're going to play a little bit of something creative, um, a little bit of Blondie, actually. Nice. One of my favourites.
bit of the tide is high by blondie you remember blondie when she was like out yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's always good yeah, Joy, ha- joyful music heart of glass it's yeah, a yeah. classic song um we're here talking with jeremy today about what's happening with the creative sector and we've been reflecting a little bit on what uh 2020 and 2021 has brought the sector and and i think it's really fair to say you know that there have been significant challenges but there have also been new opportunities um, that the sector has been exploring to, to you know, which is wonderful. Totally. Know? And I suppose a crisis does that for all of us any time, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's seen a, a massive injection of, of funding from the government, which has been really great, and it's driving new innovations and new kind of connections into community. It's been driving things like um, the Elevate Creative Careers pilot that we're, we're running, which is supporting artists and kind of becoming more resilient with their work and, and seeing how that connects into community. But I think also what's really been quite beautiful for me is in the times of lockdown is the way that more and more people have turned to the arts as a kind of coping mechanism, as a way yeah. of kind of making sense or as a something to and, do. And, and as a well-being, uh, totally. you know, basis of well-being, which I think is fantastic that people are going back to exploring things they used to do when they were younger potentially or new things they'd never thought about doing before. Yeah, that that creative playfulness and that mm. curiosity is just really rewarding. It doesn't need to, to be anything other than just to, to make and to play and to create and to just see what happens and mm. have a go at drawing or sketching or sculpting or singing or dancing with your family. It's, it's, a, it's a really beautiful thing to be mm. doing and, and something that I hope that we hold through as we go forward to making time for that. I think that's, that's a really good way to put it. Perfect. Yeah. So, but looking forward then, so we've moved into level two. Um, we've got, you know, traffic light system. What does that mean for the arts? Is that going to change things again, do you think? And is level two, did that help the sector get back up and running? Did level two? Yeah. Um, uh, to a certain extent, but not in the same way, because there's still limitations. There's still kind of... So how does that impact the arts, those limitations? Um, well, I mean, if you're thinking about a, a show and your theatre holds 200 people, but you can only have 50 people, mm. and you budget your show on selling 150 seats, that has a substantial impact yep. for sustainability and for things. But the shows still go on and because they want people to experience them and they want to be doing it. So there's this kind of balance between the well-being benefits and the cost yes. benefits. And so we kind of get that. As we kind of move into the traffic light system or the way that it seems to be understood, there's kind of fewer restrictions through the having the vaccine certificate. Yeah. And re- fewer restrictions on numbers, fewer restrictions on kind of keeping each other safe so hopefully that means there's a little bit more consistency in delivery yeah so it means that's been the really tricky thing for the sector is tomorrow it could shut down yeah (laughs) but that's the beauty of the traffic lights eh? yeah is that tomorrow it shouldn't shut down yeah exactly (laughs) and so that's that's what we have to look forward to is a little bit more consistency a little bit more just kind of knowing where things are at and being able to start planning for the future in a way that with with more certainty than perhaps we've had in the last couple of years and so that's really exciting there's a lot of lot of potential in that and acknowledging that and in times of change and in times of kind of trauma and crisis like this things will continue to change and they will, they will continue to adapt and will continue to make sense of what that means at any one time yeah but this 
system seems to give a lot more security and a lot more ability to plan and as we're kind of heading into the summer festival season and, yeah. and there's so many more gigs there's so many more shows there's outdoor things this is a real opportunity to kind of get in amongst it and and see those great things and experience yeah. those things so what have what have we got coming up over summer <laughs> Uh, this, this Did you not bring the whole list? <laughs> no. no. Um, there's, there's so much. I mean, you, there's all the kind of standard um, big kind of summer festivals. There's bands kind of have, who have been waiting to tour, who are now touring. There's going to be yeah. um, shows all throughout the region and beyond. There's um, the bigger like theatre festivals, the arts festivals. You've got the Gardens Arts Festival. You've got um, stuff happening, Auckland's Arts Festival, New Zealand Festival of the Arts, kind of all of these things all around the country. Um, there's going to be theatre shows, there's going to be dance shows, there's going to be mm. bands and outdoors, indoors, in pubs. Uh, it's just going to be a vibrant play hive of activity, yeah. which is just super exciting. And are we seeing, like, are we talking about the Waikato? Is, is, this, is there lots of stuff happening locally? Definitely. Because yeah. um, often we have a bit of a flight during, you know, the summer period when people move around the country to see other things. So, you know, Hamilton, for example, can become a little bit of a ghost town about those times. So um, great to know that actually people don't need to leave the backyard to no. experience a lot of the stuff. There's so much, there's so much that happens locally with in throughout the Waikato at all times of the year. And I think that that's an interesting kind yeah. of perception shift that may not um, be kind of top of mind for some people. Um, I know historically there's this, been this idea that, that not much happens here, um, particularly in the summer months, but there's yeah. there's so much, there's there's more than you can kind of attend yes if <laughs> yeah. if you look for it and so connecting into those spaces looking at the different performance spaces that are around I mean Facebook is a place to kind of find that but but there's kind of other places and actually just getting out and trying things yeah I think that's the really interesting thing is there's is, so much but you've got to find it is so is there a directory is there a place people can go if they want to you know. Um, find out what's on I, I say that and I know council have a what's on thing but it's not it, it's this is quite light isn't it doesn't include yeah a lot of stuff so I mean council have one all of the different venues will have their own one um creative yeah. Waikato we have an, an e-news and a kind of regular guide that goes out showing the different things that are happening both in that kind of week and, and more long-term of um, events that are throwing uh, that are going on um, and we profile stuff yeah. um, through our social media as well. So every Friday there's five things to do over the weekend, so you can kind of see what five things and you might want to get out and explore. Yeah. Um, but it's also as we kind of head into the festive season, there's there's really great things that we can do around finding local artists, local artisans, local craftspeople who are making yeah. stuff and think about those for gifts yeah. and think about those for how we kind of share with one another. That That's a really good point, eh, rather than potentially going to some of our large department stores and getting something that might last, you know, six months, you know, some cheap plastic, mm. invest in some of our local artists. Yeah, you know? and they're, they're making beautiful stuff, stuff that that are tongues yeah. that will become kind of family treasures that, that mm. can kind of last through the generations. They're really beautifully made and they have a really beautiful story about them as well. Yeah. And I think that's what's really interesting is as we kind of like move move forward into um whatever the future holds having these things that tell stories that that mm. have a have a kind of resonance to them that have a kind of sense of of people and place and space mm. become so so important because 
that's how we connect memories and that's how we kind of connect to our, yeah. our own histories and our, our connections with yeah. our friends and family. So we um, I went with a group of friends in between the lockdowns, <laughs> in between the 2021 lockdowns, and we did some um, pottery, which was amazing. And, and so just locally, you can yep. have a potter show you how to do, it's called slab yep. pottery. So you sound like you know it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, and it just made me think, you know, I used to go to splashies as well sometimes. Mm-hmm. There are some really cool things that you can do to take um, families out and about or a group of friends and just do something a little bit different, eh? And I was surprised um, when we were talking off air before about music and what it invokes mm-hmm. in you, you know, and that connection you have to a history of, of a song, you know. I found the same thing with the feel of clay. Mm. You know, it sort of takes you back to your youth when, you know, you got to play with some things like that and it just reminds you to get in touch with your inner child or oh, something sometimes. That, I mean, that's so vital. I mean, as we... I mean, we are collectively coming through a period of trauma and that has affected everyone in different ways and, and some mm. people more than others. But play, creative play going back to those kind of joyful experiences that you had as a child are really profound for mental resilience for just kind of a sense of wonder yeah yeah we we it's so easy to be kind of battered down by the noise of news media and social media and the kind of negativity and things and just kind of letting all that go and immersing yourself in a moment and kind of mm. getting lost in what that is and the sensory experience the touch the feel the smell the yeah. sound and and just being present in that space even yeah. if only for half an hour is is just profound in the way that it positively impacts your mood and yeah. your connection to other people and we don't prioritize it because no. we're all busy everyone is frantic and particularly coming out of a lockdown into activity again and it's the end of the year yeah and it's the end like the heading into christmas rush and it's all of those other things but if you can find 10 minutes if yeah. you can find half an hour to to do something that's just fun and do it just for yourself mm. or do it with your kids or do it in your workplace yeah. like find set a time where you and your colleagues get together and you just like do something fun that will just melt the stress away yeah yeah i think that's extremely important um we've only got a a few minutes left and i wanted to just um touch base with you about um creative wakato and what 2022 is going to be about so what have you guys got on top um so for us um it's uh looking at continuing kind of roll out the programs that we're running yeah um and that's looking at um, like the Creative Careers program, so that's supporting artists, and it's a free program that you get a support yeah. and workshop um, program to kind of really resonate. So, that. Does, does an artist need to be already working and I don't know, selling their art or making money from it, or is it just someone who would like to if be moving into that if space? If you'd like to be moving into that space, if you've got some kind of portfolio or some kind of demonstration of what, what kind you're... of art that you're making. It, it can kind of help you get into that space. The program doesn't teach you how to make art, so no. you've got to come with that yeah. ready. But it kind of supports you through all the other things. Yeah. Um, we're also looking so how to how to make it into your business sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, cool. Totally. Yeah. And then we've got things like looking at how um, we support our teachers to embed more creativity into the classroom and the benefits mm. that that has for young people. Looking at how we support people to have more creativity 
their everyday life. Nice. Um, there's some interesting kind of s- studies that look at the percentage of people who say that arts are a part of their everyday life, and, and it's surprisingly low, but I think that that's actually a, a kind of perception around what arts yeah. are and it, what that means for, for you. you. Yeah, that's right. When you think about, well, you know, are you playing a little bit of piano? Are you listening to your music? Are, yeah. you, are you reading a book? book? Yeah, what, exactly. There, there's so many different ways yeah. that we engage, and so it's really trying to have that be top of mind and, and encouraging people to find those moments because that, as we kind of... Re- move into recovery or move into kind mm. of whatever the new future is we want to know that the people of the Waikato and beyond are feeling supported and find those connections and and for us we know that you can really profoundly do that through art so any way we can kind of encourage people to be thinking and, and playing and exploring and utilizing their curiosity in a really kind of meaningful way that's that's the vision that's for the future yeah. That's perfect way to summarise it for today. So thank awesome. you very much for pleasure. coming along. You've been listening to Connect with Community Waikato, Free FM 89.0. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.